Hi, I'm Pauline Solda, dating and relationship expert, certified coach and typologist, and creator of Love by Design. I started helping women just like you find your soulmate after meeting my soulmate over 11 years ago. And this is the first dating and relationship podcast that shows you how to use a personality-based, psychology-backed approach to dating, choosing men, and finding your soulmate, combined with timeless energy, attraction, and gender communication principles so that you can create a loving, stable, and lasting relationship of your dreams. This is your Love by Design. You're listening to the Love by Design podcast with Paulina Solda, episode number 53. All right. Well, hello and welcome to this brand new episode of Love by Design with me, Paulina Solda, your host. And uh, it's such a joy and honor to welcome a very special guest expert on today's episode. Uh, her name is Jen Nash. And Jan is a super connector. She is a masterful storyteller. She also recently wrote an Amazon bestseller, The Big Power of Tiny Connections, which I highly recommend. And we're going to talk about this book and uh, the difference it can make in your life. So welcome, Jan. And so glad to have you here. Oh, thank you, Paulina, for such a warm welcome. And I love what you are wearing today. Look at us in our gorgeous hats. <laughs> yes, yes. Great minds think alike and apparently look alike. So uh, you have written this incredible book and I absolutely loved it. I think it's uh, really easy to read. It's fun because there's a lot of stories. And of course, uh, stories is the language that everyone on the planet or all humans speak. So I'm curious, what inspired you? Maybe something in your life or um, what was that uh, that generated this idea and uh, manifested this book into reality? Um, well, we were in a pandemic and I was really struggling to feel connected with the world around me. And I was actually in a writing class, Paulina. And one of the interesting questions that they asked us was, what makes you, you? If you had to boil it down to one thing, and we actually had to draw sort of like a vision board map of ourselves. And so I drew this whole big thing and it boiled down to the way I like to show up in the world is a little bit Mary Poppins. Like I want to be able to provide what you need in that moment. Do you need snacks in the middle of the night because you're out somewhere? I might randomly have snacks in my purse. Do you need a needle and thread when we happen to be sitting somewhere like on a park bench? I might happen to have a needle and thread. I love being able to have just what you need in that moment. And so looking at that, I went a little deeper and it really is about meeting people where they're at. And that connection, that spark, that really inspired the book. Mm, beautiful. Yes. And of course, for so many of us coming out, this um, very challenging times and people oh, might find it, it can be pretty challenging still to connect now as even when things are opening up. Uh, it's sort of like that muscle that you don't actively uh, train and exercise and 
So uh, when it comes to specifically, I know uh, you, of course, have um, different strategies for all areas of life, including professional life. And yet there is, of course, that component where you specifically focus on personal life and dating. So uh, what would you say, uh, what works really well? Like if you were to give like the juiciest, uh, easy, that's something any woman listening to us right now, watching us can go and apply it today and meet new men, what would it be? Well, I'm going to tell you honestly, Paulina, and I want you to answer this question because I'm really curious what you're going to say. But this is not a nice pill. This, This is definitely a hard one. I think that the fastest way to meet new people is to go places alone. And I think when we don't have the protection of our friends and their friends, that we suddenly actually are more present to the world around us. So you're at a party, maybe you go early, you tell your friends you're getting there an hour later and they they plan to meet you at nine, maybe you go to that party at eight and you spend that hour trying to meet, you set a number. Maybe I'm gonna meet three new people, one every 20 minutes. How does that feel? Does that feel okay? And by the time your friends get there, you already have actually created a little cosmos for them to move through. And who knows where that will take you. But imagine you go to a bar and, you know, people don't like the idea of going to a bar alone. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. So, you know, I actually talk a lot in the book about how can you motivate yourself? I like to bribe myself. I say, if you go and you talk to three people or five people at this event or this bar, then you've earned the rights to go home and maybe you like to binge watch a show. Maybe you like to just work out. Maybe you want to just take a nice bath and chill out. Whatever you are looking forward to, I say, put a pin in it and go do that little bit of uncomfortableness. So I think my answer is really... Do stuff alone so that you're really forced to engage with the world around you and show up. Paulina, what's what's your number? I love it. And I actually think it's not just do things alone, which is uh, pretty common advice, but you have this ninja move, this advanced move where you actually take care of all of like removing all these insecurities. You create anticipation and excitement and sense of confidence by uh, setting it up in a way that you're actually meeting your friends or you're meeting somebody later. I think it's very powerful. It's very smart. We're talking about anchoring. So there's already one event happening. And honestly, this is exactly the strategy that I used even uh, when I was dating. (laughs) So uh, before you go on a date or after, it's also that energy that you get excited Plus, if you already put your makeup on, you make the time to go out, you might kind of want to leverage that. And uh, it's the energy in which you are. So I totally, I think it's brilliant that the brilliant part of it is that you're meeting friends later or yeah. you're meeting somebody later. So it completely removes that vibe of you just go out alone and you just have to be uncomfortable because it's uh, it, you can have a lot of resistance around that. So it's perfect. So anyone who, if you're meeting friends, well, definitely go out by yourself before 
And I like I like the game that you play. I also uh, you can also play with energy and because for for example, it also depends on the types. And this is something we can I can talk about on your podcast next time. Um, there are of course introverts and extroverts. So what uh, we can play different games. So for an introvert, you might want to play a game where you actually approach somebody first and maybe ask them a question if you're an introvert. So that's going to kind of stretch, expand your way of being. Well, my game, it's very easy for me to approach anybody. So I play a different game. I will uh, be in energy vibration where I will just, I can be in the center of a room and uh, see who is going to approach me. (laughs) And it's a different dynamic, right? So for me, it's like, okay, I'm just going to put myself in this position. So you can, knowing, understanding who you are and what, like you can expand, step outside of that and experiment because you're going to get insights. You're going to have different experiences and you're going to grow as a result of it, right? Yeah, no, I I love that. And I I like the fact that you called it a ninja move. And I think also (laughs) like when you go to an event, one of the things I even talk about in my book is, you know, your friends are coming later. So you can actually say to people, oh, my friends didn't get here yet. Do you want to hang out for a second? You know, I'm feeling uncomfortable. Like, and leaning into that vulnerable space, mm-hmm. most people, if you offer them a gift of vulnerability, they actually keep you very safe. You know, they're like, oh, you're feeling uncomfortable? Yeah, let's talk for a sec. You know, the only problem that I have is when I lean into this that space, if my goal was to meet three people in an hour, how do I get out of it after 20 minutes when you're still in the same space? You're like, okay, now I want to meet more people. <laughs> that's, that's a super challenge, I think. I'm curious, do you have a way to address that? Like if you're like, okay, this was lovely. I've enjoyed meeting him for 20 minutes, but I want to go chat with them over there. How do you navigate away? Yeah, so I, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't lead with, uh, well, I understand that if you feel that uh, uncomfortable like that, uh, okay, I need, what if you lead with just, uh, I think the principle of immediacy will apply here where you just being in the moment and there is no attachment. Uh, so as you might feel like, okay, well, it was nice. So it's in a way you're not preframing it that I am this way and uh, I need you. Like, it's kind of like you're moving completely. It's like in this moment, I'm talking with you and I'm completely present. And then I'm moving on to that next, uh, it was nice meeting. You can exchange uh, contact. And in fact, uh, I think, uh, the the key here's uh, the ninja move. Another ninja move to talk about is uh, you want to leave. I think it's so important, especially if you want to create a connection and you want to uh, inspire a man to just like start thinking about you and leave him wanting more. If we think about what what did Cinderella do? Uh, she left she left the prince at the at the peak state, and uh, I see. A mistake so many women make uh, is that they uh, tend to drag it and it just they keep talking and talking and the date goes on or that conversation goes on. You can have a rule that, listen, if the first 15 minutes you're talking with a guy and he's drinking uh, and you finish maybe a drink or you haven't gotten one yet and he doesn't offer you a drink, 
well, 10, 10, 15 minutes in, you cut it out because it will give an opportunity for him to step in because if he's enjoying, you know, getting to know you, maybe you'll say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go maybe get a drink. You know, in that moment, he can say, well, let me get, get a drink for you. So there's got to be that something. But uh, overall, if you are meeting, uh, like, let's say you're having such a great time and he's so excited, this is a time to say, okay, I got to, uh, I got to go. I got to call my friend or uh, it's very nice. I'd love to continue this conversation. I got to go uh, do something else so that, again, it creates an opening. And then he asks you out because if you don't, if you can just continue giving him what you already. Yeah. When you end up getting stuck talking with just one person all night, which you don't want. Yeah. right? <laughs> Yeah. Which, which, which is, yeah, I think it's a challenge because I think, you know, a lot of women, myself included, we tend to be givers and we're worried about the other person's feelings and we put their feelings before ours. But I actually, I love that trick of if in the time, in the first 10 or 15 minutes, he hasn't sort of assessed your needs. I actually think that might be a wonderful gauge of like, you know, how selfish is this person? It's an interesting thought. I like that. We want men, uh, how do we know? uh, So men value what they invest in. And we want to create opportunities. So in a lot of, here's the thing. If we don't create those opportunities, if there is nothing, uh, oftentimes we we only understand that we value something and we lose. So it's that, and men are driven by fear of loss. It's that, we're having such a wonderful time and it can end at any moment. There's got to be something at stake. If you're not going anywhere, if you just here, I'm just giving myself and entertaining you. And it doesn't even matter that, you know, you having, let's say, that drink example, right? You're enjoying your drink. I'm not having anything. Uh, if you, again, what you want, I want a man personally, right, in the role who will uh, be like in that, like, how can I, what can I do for you in terms of a provider, right? It's, I think it's deep wired is that what can I give you? Because again, like I want, uh, I want you to stay here. What can I do? Like, and maybe he tells you a joke or he's trying to impress you, which is very funny to see again. We'll talk on your podcast about different personality types and masks men wear and how to recognize those masks. And it's so funny because we switch, we switch actually our personality types when we're attracted to somebody, right? But uh, basically you want to see like, uh, is this person willing to put in an effort to be with me, to get to know me? And if they at this elementary level, they're not putting any effort, they're not offering you a drink, they're not asking you for your phone number. Well, what are you doing there? And right? you just move on and you... You're not responsible for other people's feelings. You want to have a standard where you surround yourself with men who, like, they want to do things for you, right? Yeah. And you just move on. So it gives you that very easy out. And uh, like, okay, that's not. And of course, it's not about the drink. It's just a symbolic example of the the exchange that happens. I love right? that. Yeah, I really love that. Yeah. So, uh, so coming, uh, going back to the book, uh, you uh, talk about some of the biggest, what would you say some of the biggest challenges that you've encountered as you uh, did the research, talked with women? Uh, because 
you probably heard this uh, this question, and I've heard it for the last ten years. Where do I meet men? Why do you think it's so so difficult for so many women to meet men? And we talk about high quality men. I think honestly, because as you age and you get more focused on quality, you know, men are naturally married. You know, they're focused on raising their current families with their children. So if you are looking for that one divorced guy, you know, who, you know, is back on the market, you know, it's, it's not like he's running with a pod, you know, he's one divorced guy probably living in an environment with lots of married people. And most likely he's going to be allocated by those married people. They're going to start fixing him up. And I think this is when how we connect with the people around us becomes really important. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I can't remember the last time anyone reached out. It's This is a very like 1980s kind of thing, but like, I don't feel like people reach out and say, I'm single, I'm looking for this kind of a man. Do you know anybody? But I have actually suggested to people, like the people that we know are going to be the most powerful conduits for love. Like, I think scattering really wide. Yeah, of course, the internet's amazing. Of course it is. Mm. But at the same time, when you're looking for someone that might align with your resources, your values, your current life, it's most likely going to be in your existing pool. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard to reach out and say, I need something. It's hard for us, you know, and that takes a certain amount of like, oh, to hell with it. I will do whatever it takes to meet this great guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, well, the, the, the hard part, that's just a belief, I can change it. It can be very easy f- to ask for what you want uh, when you believe that you can have anything you want, right? And you deserve to have what you want. And if you want a man, then the man is out there just because you have that desire. And people, of course, are going to be, and again, for me, it's uh, it's another way to, to test and uh and I like to test sometimes, but uh, to test to see like who is really uh, going to be your biggest uh, cheerleader, your biggest champion. And uh, interestingly enough, I believe uh, that the married couples are the best uh, connectors there are because, well, number one, there's no competition, right? If you're a single woman, number two, they're always safe. And uh, when you go out, and I think it's in the Vedic tradition, uh, even going back to like a- ancient Vedas, uh, and there was this advice when uh, ideal, an ideal scenario is that you go out to, let's say, private, so we've done it with our small single girlfriends, a private uh, country club, and uh, bring my single girlfriend, and that we are as a couple. And it's a very, very different and they're, of course, single men or divorced men. They play golf. And that's how we get introduced. It's a, it's already like the quality of men you meet and uh, the safety of it and the dignity of it. So it's not needy. No, you just you can care for dinner and enjoy the sunset and the glass of champagne. So it's that kind of, uh, I think, married couples, of course, uh, especially if they are happy, they want other, they want other people to experience and have that connection that have that uh, um, like find your soulmate and it's a natural desire i think 
we all as humans, and I'm sure you will agree with uh, with me, uh, once we take care of our individual need, so let's say I'm in a relationship, well, uh, my next desire is that I fulfill my own. I want to help other women to do that. That's exactly you know, why I do what I do. And I'm yeah. sure it, it resonates with you in, in other areas, right, that you do. Like you could connect her and you want other people to learn how to connect because you see how missed opportunities Absolutely. there are if they don't know how to connect, yeah. right? Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, married couples is an usual. I agree. And, and honestly, like all the people in your phone that yeah, it's funny because I I do think married couples is probably where we don't go. And I think the one thing that I would also highlight is they married couples like it when you have a partner. You know, like there's the married the couples, couples things like couples dinner. exactly married couples. There's, there's the married agenda. couples that won't invite you to anything if you're single, and then there's the married couples that are fine having a fifth wheel. Because usually they'll invite another couple and then they'll be like, oh, you can come too. So there's definitely two types. So I would, mm-hmm. you know, even though I think the people who are kind to the fifth wheels rock and are the best types of people, I think for what you're trying to do, you definitely need the people that are just like, let's get her hooked up. <laughs> yeah, we, we want, so you, and by the way, we don't have to be married. It could be your co-worker. Yeah. Uh, it, it could be pretty much anybody in your circle. Yeah. And again, I think what you said about the need uh, that there is that belief. Well, first of all, it's just a limiting belief that holds you back. Because if you look at your network, if you look at your social, the connection, social, cur- like your currency, your social capital, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, it is currency. Connections are currency. Absolutely. And if you look at it and you're not tapping into that, and 90% of your life uh, is your social circle. And then you're tapping into a, a dating app, which is 10%. Well, guess what? You're missing out on a 90% of the opportunity to connect with people who already, like, it just, they, you have so many things in common that you, by the way, you don't necessarily, you know, you don't necessarily know who is there on, on, on the other side of that, of that app. So Absolutely. Tap into. So what would you say? Let's just get really practical because for women, it is a, there is a fear. There's some the negative self-talk about it. What would you, could you give a specific strategy? How would you ask people in your circle um, that, hey, I'm, let them know, right? Hey, I'm looking. Oh, I, I think you draft, I think you draft a text and you actually create a spreadsheet. This is one advice that I gave to one of my coaching clients who decided that what she wanted more than anything was to prioritize her love life. And I'm like, how would you do that? And so she said, spreadsheet. I said, love it. So she built a spreadsheet out based on all the MBA people from her high fancy school. And she was like, I'm going to go through. And if I have their text, great. If I don't, I'm going to reach out on LinkedIn. And she created a little text that basically said, Hey, hope you're doing really well. This is a little out of the blue, but I wanted to know if you might know any eligible guys. Um, I'm looking for people that are going to, you know, make my heart smile. You know, and if she had restrictions, she would add them. But at the same time, like I think I say don't add too many restrictions because you never know who knows somebody. So you might go on a terrible date, but maybe his friends are great. You never know. What happened uh, 
in that story? Do you know? Uh, I don't. I think she's still dating. Still yeah, dating. she's still dating. Yeah, if anything, I would uh, I would uh, add. Uh, it's a, it's a very interesting exercise to do, and I do it with um, sometimes with my students. And uh, you, when you this requirements that you talked about or make my heart smile or something else. Uh, it's interesting when you make a list of what you want, right? Like in a relationship, uh, since we are talking about, we earlier we were talking about giving and pretty much that is the thing, even with married couples wanting to help single uh, people uh, connect them with um, others. Uh, it's a, it's interesting to notice uh, in, in that list, what are you willing to give and what are you willing to get? And I think it's such an important part of uh, being able to the power. And I want to hear your, your uh, point of view, but I think the power really lies in um, coming from a place of giving where you know that you are a resourceful uh, partner, a woman, intimate, romantic, but uh, in any relationship, you are you are a resource, uh, and it could be on multiple levels. Um, and uh, you can inspire, you can uh, give your time, you can uh, shift somebody's perspective. It's going to change their life. You can introduce them to somebody who's going to be totally like bring them to the next level in their life, uh, whatever it is. Uh, what do you think about uh, that and the importance of? Uh, giving, gifting, and principle of gifts versus looking to get something. Like, here's my list. Do you know anybody? I mean, yeah. So I, I think to, to a large degree, if they know you, they know how you show up in the world. So I think if you were reaching out to strangers, it would be a very different text. Right. Mm -hmm. But these people know that, for instance, you know, you and I are showing up in the world. We add sparkle where we go. We bring a lot of energy. We create conversation and joy. You know, we're always trying our best when it comes to anything where we have to really show up with outfits and interesting touches. Look at us. Right. So I think they know that we bring a lot to the party. But I think it's interesting. I realize this more and more because I mentor a young woman. And I see from her to some of my more mature female clients, the tendency to forget how much just showing up is adding value. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the, the girl that I mentor, she had a great deal of guilt around interviewing and that, you know, she she didn't realize that these people were bringing her in for a job because they were desperate to have someone help them. Mm -hmm. And she just felt like she didn't deserve to be there. This was like a big deal. And I was like, you do understand they need you. The same way when you're texting your friends, you got to come from a place of, there's a really great guy out there or a great girl, depending on what kind of partnership you're looking for, right? There's a really great person who is lonely, who isn't getting to be their full selves in the universe because they haven't met you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have to enable our married friends, et cetera, to gift us around, you know? Yes. Yes. I love, I love connecting people. It's just, it's interesting how when I read your book, uh, there was this uh, part um, about how you just, when you're in the flow and you're connecting, it almost sounded like it wasn't, uh, and I meant, I meant to tell you that uh, like off, but we, we can 
be totally on, on record for that. Uh, there was something, an example, when maybe you're in Miami and then you go to a bar and then you get invited to a private party. So, well, we were at Al Basel, we were in Soho House, and then we got invited to this uh, uh, the private uh, art party. And then it was uh, it, it was with people from this uh, opulence temple at Burning Man. And so the, the, the whole, like, manifesting connecting and it all started with that small talk and I actually wanted I, I'm curious what what you think because I believe that uh you don't even if you're a single woman I think it's just that muscle building practicing that it's talking with everyone so it's people in your elevator people yeah. in the lobby right and what do you think do you specifically like would you tell women just Specifically, like, what's the point of talking to everybody? Just talk to men you're interested in, or you would recommend them talk with everybody, which is what I believe. I talk to everybody myself. I think it just elevates your energy. That's one part, but it also makes it easier. So when you see this incredible superstar in your eyes, man, right, you can easily talk to him because you just talk to hundreds of other people and it's natural. What do you think about uh, that? I, I completely agree with you. Although I will, I will tell you, I'm definitely one of these people. I can talk to anyone, anywhere, unless I feel like it just got personal. You know, like if there was someone that, or that I was really attracted to, I would get terrified. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens. We switch. I, I was talking about earlier about the masks. We also switch signs when we're attracted to somebody. So uh, an introvert will actually speak. I mean, I had I had those <laughs> experiences when somebody who is, and they didn't have to approach at all, and they would approach, and it's beautiful <laughs> to see. And somebody like me, I get like, I'll just stand here and see what happens. It's very interesting how it works, right? But oh, your, yeah. your, your point of view is that you talk to pretty much anybody. Oh, yeah, and I think you're right. I think you have a little snappy exchange with the bartender. You have a little snappy exchange with the waiter. You have, you know, some moments with people as you're walking into the hall, maybe you're waiting to get a table and you talk to a different table and then you never know where the, yes. those moments can lead. And I'm always so amazed that people stay in their lane so much because it's so boring. Like at the end of the day, even if we weren't trying to like connect with anybody, I think we're fundamentally looking to enjoy more, just more of the moment, more of the dinner, more of our night. How do we enjoy more connection? It all comes down to connection. And, you know, the way you do it is masterful because your connection leads into another moment, leads into another moment. Like who is, you know, to hell with, well, where's Waldo? It's where's Paulina going to be, right? Because you, you know, have really mastered leaning into that energy and letting it pull you forward. It's so beautiful. Yeah, we want to align with that energy. I, I like what, what you're talking about. Energy is it's really that's what it comes down to. You want to align with that energy. By the way, very different energies that resonate with us based again on our personality types, which is very important because uh, and you'll know sometimes like sometimes there will be that like let's say very stiff energy and maybe very structured and you feel. Maybe like you feel like, oh, but for somebody else, it's that the spontaneous, unpredictable, 
all over, that's going to get them like, oh my gosh, like it gets them driving crazy. And it's very interesting to see that. So understanding again, what's your type and aligning with that energy, uh, the result of that is going to be being in the flow. That's what we call being in the flow. And uh, that's when the magic happens because you literally start just attracting and manifesting those opportunities and there's no attachment. And I think it's such an important part, right? To let go of any attachment. Um, from your experience as you wrote this book, uh, what do you see in terms of like the the, heat is, uh, the the hidden obstacles, the hindrances that get in the way of people and maybe women don't even realize what they don't even see them, those personal blinds, but what do you think gets in the way of making those connections? I think so. I actually have all like chapter two okay. uh, is, is called, I don't need more friends and other lies. We tell ourselves uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, other lies. and other lies. Exactly. Yes. I mean, I think it's everything from I'm too tired. Mm-hmm. I can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. I won't meet anybody. I already know everybody. Um, nobody will talk to me. So it's, it's just a series of different saboteurs and these saboteurs come in and they don't support, you know, you living your best life. But at the same time, you know, it is work. It is, it is an effort to show up, to get pretty, to lean into that, energy, right? It takes a little bit of time, especially I think because even for myself, like coming out of COVID, like when people are like, oh, do you want to come to Brooklyn? I'm like, do I really want to spend an hour going somewhere? That seems so far. (laughs) But at the same time, that's where all the fun is happening. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you gotta, uh, I think it's important to know your why and align with what matters to you. And also see the big picture, right? Like what is, because there is this moment maybe, and also understand, um, for me, I've been playing a lot with this concept lately with a primitive brain, you know, and I've been really training my primitive brain and we all have that primitive brain. It's a brain that if you just allow that, it's just going to, you're going to sleep in, you're going to binge watch on Netflix and you're going to eat whatever was chocolates, like whatever addictions and drink rosé, for example, all day long. So it's, it's very, um, it's very, it's gotta be that discipline. Like you want to have your, like you said, live your best life. Well, it's going to take you that, that, uh, ego, right. That, that voice that wants to keep you safe and gives you all of those excuses. Cause that's what they are. You call them lies. Well, they really are excuses, right. Sabotaging thoughts. Uh, yeah, it's the easiest thing you can do. It's the safest thing you can do uh, not to go out, not to put any effort, not to commute to Brooklyn, let's say for an hour or anywhere else. However, we've got to look at the big picture and uh, uh, also look at the cost of inaction and what's the opportunity cost. If you stay home and you binge watch on Netflix, what result are you creating? Uh, another uh, night, at home alone, maybe extra junk food that you then feel uh, regret, regret that why did I do that? And the missed opportunity, you could meet the love of your life and you didn't. 
And so then the universe, right? You, we're talking about attracting and manifesting. Then the universe will then like, look, he was at the party. You were invited to the party. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I'm confused. <laughs> so be very clear. Be very clear about what you want. What is your why? What is your vision? And be aligned with it. Yeah. Uh, and make decisions from that place and not from a place of, no, I don't feel like going. That's a primitive brain. It just wants to keep you yeah. comfortable. <laughs> I love the way you put that. I think that's so true. That's well said, Polina. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. So like, well, it's, it's one of my, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, you know, I'm always going to party. But like, it's one of my favorite stories where, you know, the guy is, uh, his, his house gets flooded and the water keeps going up. So he climbs on the roof and, you know, the guy comes by in a ski boat and then he says, no, I'm waiting for God. And then, you know, a rescue boat, like a big rescue boat comes by and the water keeps going up and he goes, no, I'm waiting for God. And then a helicopter comes by and the water is like touching his toes. And he's like, no, nah, I'm waiting for God. I trust God. And then he dies because he gets swept away in the water and he gets up to heaven and heaven was like, and he's like, I can't believe you didn't save me. I had faith. And he's like, I sent the ski boat. I sent the rescue boat. I sent the helicopter. Like we definitely have to jump in when it's offered. Yeah. Exactly. Super yes. <laughs> Gotta say super yes. <laughs> yes exactly so yeah that's uh that's beautiful and uh now to to wrap up if we were to uh bring it to uh the biggest takeaway so from uh, this conversation from the power the big power of tiny connections if there is one takeaway that you want every woman to walk away with from this episode what would it be um you know, I know there's a lot of stress around meeting the love of your life. And I think people get very tight when they start thinking about how much they have to show up and go and do and say super yes to things. And we're telling them to do all these things. I think if they could take away one thing, it would be to constantly ask themselves, how can I make this fun for me? Not for her not for them, for me. What about this moment would be more fun for me? Is it a different outfit? Do you want to dress more creatively? Do you want to dress less creatively? Mm. Is it is it more comfortable shoes? Would that just make you sparkle and you stop wearing heels? Like whatever you can do to infuse yourself with joy Mm. So that you are bringing your most joyful self forward. I think that is going to sparkle and people are going to notice you no matter what. Oh, that's so beautiful. And this, this, uh, doing this was so much fun, Jen. So oh, thank you, Paulina. And uh, for, thank you. For women who want to learn more and uh, take the next step uh, with you or learn more from you, what, how can they do that? Well, if, um, if you're looking for, for coaching, I work with powerful women who really are trying to, they're very successful, but they're trying to like actually take a step back. So I teach people how to do more by doing less, but also feel more by doing less. Because I think we're so many of us are powerful and strong and we're getting stuff done, but we've left a part of ourselves beside. So I do, I do cook coaching similar to you and uh, they can find me at jennash.com. That's J-E-N-N-A-S-H.com and reach out on my contact form. 
beautifuljenmesh.com. And, uh, of course, this book uh, is on Amazon, The Big Power of Tiny Connections. Next time I see you, I'd like to get it signed. (laughs) I would love to sign it for you. Yes. Uh, And thank you so much because you really inspired me. I'm uh, I'm writing a book and you... You did it in a very short period of time, right? So it's the power of intention as well when you put your intention. So you can, like, when you have your why, right, you have your reason, you can get things done very quickly. And that goes for making new connections, making new friends. You can meet new men today. So (laughs) getting confirmation. Little men, little men down the hall. We're meeting them right now. Hi, it's exciting. It's all about fun. It fans. The fun is the key word, and we're gonna wrap up with the fun in the background. Thank you so much, everyone who's been uh, listening and watching. And uh, you can, of course, always DM me at PS underscore Love by Design on Instagram. And big hugs. Thank you so much, Jen. It was great talking with you and doing this. So much fun. So much Bye. fun. <laughs> Bye. Did you know that 7 out of 10 new relationships fail within the first year of being together? Well, I believe that finding lasting love means unlearning everything. We have been taught our entire lives about what it means to date, choose the right partner, and create a happy relationship. Want to ask a question on a future episode of Love by Design Q&A? Click on the link in the show notes to record your question in the voicemail and I will most likely answer it. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please rate, review, and subscribe to Love by Design on iTunes. This helps a lot in ranking the show and would be greatly appreciated. And if you have any comments or questions, leave a comment below. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already. And if you'd like to check out my YouTube channel, Love by Design, go to youtube.com forward slash love by design.